Hey, dream chasers, budding creators, and rising entrepreneurs, it's Dante. And I'm Lola. And you are listening to The Smoking Profit Podcast, where we share inspiration that's actionable to build you up spiritually, creatively, and socially. Today's message is unplanned and unscripted for a reason. Yep, I'm sharing a dream message that hit home for me. Did it hit home for you? It really did. Okay, cool. So I hope it hits home for you too. Yeah, you that's listening. By the time we wrap up, I think you'll be more ready to spot the prophetic signs in your life, even if you're not exactly the most prophetic or predictive type of person. Like me. And when we say prophetic Wait signs, a minute. What? Okay. I am keep, not. That, that is the truth. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so when we say prophetic signs, we're talking about the hidden meanings behind everyday moments. I love that. The hidden meanings behind everyday moments. And this doesn't mean that there will be meaning behind every moment that you have. So we don't want you to just just walk around saying, oh, there's a crack. You know, this crack must mean this and that. Like, we don't want you doing that. But yep, what we're going to do today is just talk about prophetic signs and how noticing prophetic signs can help you embrace adventures in your life beyond your comfort, beyond what you normally do, beyond your routine. So I'm excited to talk about this. So let's go ahead and dive in, Lola. Got it. Do you ever feel like things in your life are prophetic sign or have some hidden meaning, something symbolic? Because it could be. Ask Ezekiel. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read from Ezekiel chapter 4. It's going to be verses 1 through 17 in the New Living Translation. And before Dante gets into that verse, let me just give you a quick summary of this scripture. Imagine this, Ezekiel, a prophet with a hotline to God, gets an unusual task that gives a sneak peek into some tough times ahead. Kind of like spoiler alert. Ooh, I like that. Because Israel has been playing God a bit and treating him like a side chick. Oh, no. Or a side dude. But let's talk about that hotline to God. That is like a perfect phrase. Go ahead and read the scripture. All right. Chapter four, verse one. And now, son of man, take a large clay brick and set it down in front of you. Then draw a map of the city of Jerusalem on it. Show the city under siege. Build a wall around it so no one can escape. Set up the enemy camp and surround the city with siege ramps and battering rams. Then take an iron griddle and place it between you and the city. So in my head, I'm seeing like my brothers playing with G.I. Joe in the dirt. That's what I'm seeing right now. Do you really want to know what I was thinking about? Yeah. I was thinking about going to the beach and building this impressive sandcastle and then having all your toys ready to fight it. Keep going. Turn toward the city and demonstrate how harsh the siege will be against Jerusalem. This will be a warning to the people of Israel. Verse 4, Now lie on your left side and place the sins of Israel on yourself. You are to bear their sins for the number of days you lie there on your side. I am requiring you to bear Israel's sins for 390 days days. A long time. It's a super long What time. does lying on your side for that long do to your body? What does that do? Lack of circulation. Atrophy. Keep going. <laughs> that is one day for each year of their sin. After that, turn over and lie on your right side for 40 days. One day for each year of Judah's sin. Verse 7. Meanwhile, keep staring at the siege of Jerusalem. Lie there with your arm bared and prophesy her destruction. I will tie you up with ropes so you won't be able to turn from side to side until the days of your siege 
have been completed. Now go and get some wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and emmer wheat and mix them together in a storage jar. Use them to make bread for yourself during the 390 days you will be lying on your side. Ration this out to yourself, eight ounces of food for each day, and eat it at set times. Then measure out a jar of water for each day and drink it at set times. Prepare and eat this food as you would barley cakes. While all the people are watching, bake it over a fire using dried human dung. Doo-doo. Sorry. <laughs> like. Yeah. Poop. Dried human dung. The word. Ain't no way. Ever. No way. Oh. Yeah. Oh my. I can't believe we said uh, at the same time. Yeah. Sorry. And I said. Yeah. I said D-O-O-D-O-O. I hate that word. I do. I know you do. That's the funny thing. Okay. Go ahead. All right, bake it over a fire. I want to hear that part again. I got to. Okay, go ahead. All right, bake it over a fire using dried human dung as fuel and then eat the bread. Mm, okay. Can you stop talking like It wasn't a dish. Okay. Verse 13, then the Lord said, this is how Israel will eat defiled bread in the Gentile lands to which I will banish them. So what Ezekiel does at this point, he like asks God to not make him do that. He's like, I, I haven't defiled myself. Please don't make me do that. So God says, okay, you can cook it over animal dung. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you can see that part. What verse is that? That was verse 14 and then 15 is where he, uh, he can do it over cow dung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like a prophetic sign. That was one, but Ezekiel wasn't the only one. Hosea was another. So if you go and check out Hosea, he's got a love story with a twist. God tells Hosea to marry Gomer. And it's not all Cupid's arrows, flowers, hearts, and rainbows. It's not all of that at all. Mm -hmm. Because Gomer, he does a disappearing act. But Hosea and Gomer still have kids. And the kids have names like not love and not my people. And Hosea's prophetic sign is about God's love. All right. So this is going to be Hosea chapter 1. In the New Living Translation, verse 2. When the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, Go and marry a prostitute. Some chilling words. So that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. Okay. So just let's just go here for a moment. Okay. In our modern time, you can always go with someone to a doctor's office, to a clinic, and get tested. There's so many advancements in medicine. People that have HIV can actually live undetectable, not mm. passing the virus on to other people. They can get married and have children and not live with the thought of, okay, I may have passed this virus on to someone else, yeah. okay? Because they can take medicine. There is medication like PrEP that helps to protect you against getting HIV. So let's say you are involved in a relationship with a partner who puts you at higher risk, or maybe you're that partner, you can take this medication. So now there's like so much stuff. To keep you safer. Right. Back then. Wasn't none of that. No. So can you imagine? Can you imagine? Don't want to. Don't want to. Just getting that word from the Lord one day. I ain't gonna lie, I think my hotline would have been turned off. Can you imagine? Hey, go and marry this prostitute and uh, have children with them. Okay, this is Hosea's story. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and worshiping other gods. 
So Hosea married Gomer, the daughter of Diplame, and she became pregnant and gave Hosea a son. And the Lord said, Name the child Jezreel, for I am about to punish King Jehu's dynasty to avenge the murders he committed at Jezreel. In fact, I will bring an end to Israel's independence. I will break its military power in the Jezreel Valley. Soon, Gomer became pregnant again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to Hosea, Name your daughter Lo-Ruhamah, not loved, for I will no longer show love to the people of Israel or forgive them, but I will show love to the people of Judah. I will free them from their enemies, not with weapons and armies or horses and charioteers, but by my power as the Lord their God. After Gomer had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she again became pregnant and gave birth to a second son. And the Lord said, Name him Lo-Ami, not my people, for Israel is not my people, and I am not their God. Verse 10, Yet the time will come when Israel's people will be like the sands of the seashore, too many to count. Then at the place where they were told, You are not my people, it will be said, You are children of the living God. Then the people of Judah and Israel will unite together. They will choose one leader for themselves, and they will return from exile together. What a day that will be, the day of Jezreel, when God will again plant his people in his land. In that day, you will call your brothers Ami, my people, and you will call your sisters Ruhamah, the ones I love. That's pretty sad. That is. Now, we shared examples to show you that there are prophetic signs that happen, things that happen in our natural lives that have spiritual meaning, have hidden meanings, and have deeper symbolic meanings. Now, Ezekiel and Hosea were prophets, but you don't need to be a prophet for prophetic signs to happen in your life. Ask Paul in 2 Timothy 2 and 6, he wrote, the hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Now, just picture there's a farmer sweating, going full steam ahead, doing the work. They're not into shortcuts. They're not into playing games because they know what they put in, they're going to get out. Okay. They know the more they give, the bigger the harvest. They know that going all in puts them first in line for the good stuff. So Paul is writing to Timothy, telling him that this is how it works in real life. You get first dibs on what you do. Now, in our case, we get first dibs on our revelation, which brings me to this dream, this dream that is a prophetic sign for me and probably you too. Okay, Lola, let's hear it. So several mornings ago, one of my children asked how I slept. I don't know where they got that from. Where did they get that from? Did they get that from you? Probably. They like, they asked how I slept. And before I knew it, I said, I'm tired. Like, you know, I'm having these dreams and every dream I'm going on an adventure and I'm sick of going on adventures in my dreams. And they were like, why? I'm like, it's exhausting. I want nice, refreshing dreams. I don't want to wake up tired and exhausted. That's not fun. Just imagine this for a moment. Imagine you're always dreaming that you're in an adventure. You're trying to get home only to end up on this winding trail full of mystery that does not end. That's what a recent string of dreams that I've had have felt like. And as I'm telling my child this, the revelation hit me. Here's the message behind the dream. Here's the prophetic sign. God wants me to do something beyond my comfort, like go on an adventure, but I'm resisting it. 
which is why in the dream I kept trying to get home. And you know, I've been telling you about these dreams. I'm like, I was at a hotel and I was on the second floor, went down to the first floor and I'm trying to find a way out and it's not working. You know, I'm telling you about these dreams. And then it just dawned on me just a few days ago. Like, hey, how have you been sleeping? (laughs) Seriously. And then the scripture came to mind, which the scripture says, is it hard to kick against the pricks or to kick against the goads? I'm going to just talk through this. The reference was made to pricks or goads because it was a tool that was used to help train animals. Mm -hmm. And so it had these poking objects on it that hurt the animals if they would press up against them. So Jesus was saying to Paul, is it hard for you to go against me? I'm the one that you're going against. Is it hard for you to go against me? Why do you keep doing this? And so this is what I'm doing in my dreams. I'm resisting it. And then I'm waking up tired. You hear me exhausted. I'm like, I don't want to go on an adventure. I just want to go home. Okay. (laughs) So the dream was for me first. I was first partaker of that dream, but it can be for you too. Do you feel like it's for you? I do feel like it's for me. And the funny thing is when I think about that dream, I actually think about the story of Jonah and how God told him, hey, I need you to do something. And Jonah's entire response was, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm getting away from you. You're not going to make me do it. I'm going to take me to this boat and get away from you because you're not going to make me do it. And what did God do? Jonah got swallowed by a whale. And he wasn't going to get out until he agreed that you're going to do what God tells you to do. Don't fight me now. Don't fight me. Yeah, I totally see that. And maybe you might see yourself in this dream too where you're like, okay, some things I've been resisting, some things I've been putting off, and it's kind of like, I'm fighting God. Yeah. You know, I'm kicking against the prick. So here's the deal. I'm sharing this dream because it's more than just this nightly tale that I had. It's actually a sign, a prophetic sign, a gentle push to explore the adventures that lie beyond our comfort zones. And I know we hear that word comfort zone, and our ears almost become numb to it. Yeah. And we almost say, yay, we get it. And then it's like, but do we really get it? Because if we get it, get it, then we would take action and do something differently. And we need that push. We need that push to trade the familiar for a road less traveled. We need that push to embrace new experiences, new challenges, and new chances that might initially feel weird or even a bit intimidating. A key to embracing life and opportunity And the adventures that come is curiosity. And just asking yourself one question, what would my life look like if I tried? I love that question. Why? Because it's it's a question that I need to ask myself every day. What would I look like if I try? That moment I have fear to do something, I hesitate. What would I look like if I try? I love that question. Mm -hmm. It really, really gets you to thinking. And once you think and you see, wow, man, something great can be on the other side of you trying, it gives you that boost you need. So that's what curiosity does. It's a booster. It's fuel. It gives you the power, you know? So say hi to you growing, right? Right. Say hi to learning up a storm. Say hi to new ideas, creativity, and big old innovation. Ooh, say hi to squashing your fears and locking in on your future with fierce determination, passion, and power. 
say hi to rising strong after oopsie moments. Oopsie moments? Oopsie. Say hi to making chances and stretching your reach. And say hi to the you that needs something new in order to shine. That's good. I was watching a race today. And in the race, the person running had an opportunity to beat Usain Bolt's world record, okay? Mm. Pretty impressive, okay? As I was watching that race, I was watching with one of our Bambinos, and they were like, dang, you know, this person was right there. They could have beat that record. And they were out in front. They were up so far ahead from others. And I'm like, it's really hard to, like, challenge yourself sometimes when you don't have other challengers around you. When the competition around you is great, but it's not where you are, you know, and you're so far ahead of the pack, it's like, why do I push any further? Why do I give any more? It's difficult to do that. You know, it takes a certain level of grit and determination to do that. That's why in... In our lives, we need to put ourselves in different environments. We need to embrace new adventures yeah. so that we can bring the you out of us that is already there that will not emerge unless something around us pushes it out. Now, there's some people that are just so incredible that they'll challenge themselves and just go and go and go and go and go, no matter who's around them. I think that's how Usain Bolt, like, set his world record to begin with. He was just like, I'm going to come out here and kill it, you know? And he's like, I don't care. I'm super far ahead of these people. I'm going to keep giving it everything that I got and just do it. But it's not always like that. Mm. So you got to put yourself in those, those new places, those new spaces around new people, around people that will challenge you so it can bring this you out of you that is already there that will only come out when you get around the right people and in the right places. Am I making sense? You made a good sense and you're looking real attractive as you said. Okay, come on. Let's finish because we're wrapping up here. All right. So you have something else to say? No, other than I, I'm going to like you even more after this. As we... Babe. What? I'm just being honest. So let's go ahead and wrap up this spontaneous episode and brief journey into the world of dreams and hidden messages. Remember this. God has a way of speaking to us through the ordinary, the unexpected, and even the dreamy. It's all about spotting those signs, those whispers of adventure, and answering his call. So take a moment to reflect. Here's a question for you. Have you ever had a dream that felt like a cryptic message guiding you to something new? If you have, share your story and inspire fellow dream chasers in the comments. And think about that one thing that you've been putting off because it's beyond your cozy boundaries or comfort zone. What if embracing the discomfort, the uncertainty, the unknown led to incredible growth for you? Journal your thoughts and explore those ideas more. Now, close your eyes and remember the last dream you had. Were there scents, sounds, or sensations that stood out? Those can be puzzle pieces in your real life. Pay attention. I got something else for you. Are you holding on to what's familiar? 
resisting change, or sidestepping adventure? If so, it's time to dive into the why and consider a different approach because embracing the unexpected could bring about something phenomenal in your life. And I don't use that word often. You really don't. Lastly, let's leave with this. Forgive yourself for not believing in your potential sooner, for not daring to try, for not fully grasping the care that God has for you. So embrace the adventure you've been resisting because the thing you're resisting or putting off could be the thing that changes everything. So that's it. Thanks for listening to the Smoke and Profit podcast. Today we talked about a dream message, prophetic signs, and how some dreams can reveal hidden messages and everyday moments. We hope this episode helps you explore the adventures waiting beyond your comfort. Until next time, have the most amazing life. Bye! Spiritually, creatively, socially, spiritually, creatively, socially, do life, do life, do it better, do it better, do life, do life, do it better, do it better. The smoke and profit will inspire and equip you. The smoke and profit takes your skills and gifts and mold you.